Blog Talk Radio. Numerology is a system of ancient codes found in our birth information that gives insight to the lessons we each must learn in this lifetime. Elizabeth Summers is a medium and esoteric numerologer offering her knowledge of ancient wisdoms to help fellow travelers towards a more enlightened and peaceful path. Join her now for the magical world of numbers. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for visiting with me in the magical world of numbers one more time. I am your host, Elizabeth Summers. I am an esoteric numerologer, a fancy word that says I use the ancient Chaldean and Pythagorean systems to decode like a language the hidden secrets that are found in your birth certificate name because your birth certificate name is assigned every one of those numbers from those systems. Some are there, some are not there. We're going to talk about some of that this evening and this evening's visit. And know that I bring into my work when I do my readings for all my clients. I bring in astrology, the ancient Tarot interpretations of numbers 1 through 78, as well as the ancient Chaldean and Pythagorean system. I want to send out just love and support and nurturing and energy to all of those in the South and on the East Coast that are experiencing just such difficult weather conditions. You know, thought is energy. And so when you watch the news and you see the car collisions and you see the ice and the snow... When you see that, think good thoughts and send them loving kindness and support because it's very difficult and if we all think good thoughts and send that mental telepathic energy to them, we'll never know the souls that will be supported by our thoughts and our loving energies to get them through the trials and tribulations that this weather This incredible winter weather has caused so many precious souls in the South and on the East Coast and up in New England. And so this evening, I am going to talk to you, uh, talk with you about my favorite number three. It's my favorite. I love it. It's a happy number. But before I get to that, I want to talk to you about a little bit of astrology because you know I bring in astrology and tarot into the work that I do and tomorrow although it's already started energetically three days before three days after a moon new moon eclipse the energy begins to really percolate in one's life and so tomorrow we have a full moon and we have a full moon in Virgo 
the opposite on that round zodiacal sign is uh, uh, across from Virgo is Pisces. Now, we are in the sign, the final sign of that round zodiacal uh, configuration of Pisces. Pisces rules the 12th house, house of karma, institutions, corporations, yes. And then starting March 20th to about April 20th, we move into the sign of Aries, which I can't wait for because I'm in Aries. And whenever we are in our sign, our energetic sign, is when we are most powerful. And so know all of you Aries who are just tapping your toe, waiting for this slow-moving Pisces to get over with, it won't be long. It won't be long. Mars and Venus are already in the sign of Aries, percolating, yummy, good forward motion, and then it's just going to intensify for all Aries. The sign of Pisces, which we are in now astrologically, which is influencing us all energetically, whether we're Pisces or not, it's like holding a cloud in your hand. It is not the most grounded, practical, pragmatic vibration. Now, in astrology, and when I do readings for my clients, I point out to them their sun sign, which is their outer energy they show the world, and then their moon sign, which is their emotional self astrologically, and then their core, the yoke of who they are. Any of those can be Pisces, and only that can appear when certain uh, uh, configurations are worked out in a reading. So we're going to speak generally here about Pisces, which birthdays from February 18th to March 20th are considered sun signs, outer shell signs of Pisces. Now, the older you get, in my opinion, just my opinion, one becomes more their rising sign. And when you're reading in the newspapers and internet and whatever other diddly squat puts out the daily horoscopes, you want to read your sun sign. And if you know you're ascending or rising sign, read that too, because it's the action Jackson in your chart. But Pisces is a little, mm, a little less active. It's a little come day, go day, a little lazy fare, if you will, energetically. You know, it's kind of an attitude, sing-songy attitude of, well, you know, what will be, will be. Pisces can be extremely empathetic. They feel the other person's energy. They're very capable of giving selfless love. They have a great deal of devotion to wisdom and inner knowing they can be very intuitive. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about that tonight. But every sign has a shadow, like a dark side, if you will. Just as every number has a positive vibration and a negative vibration. And we all try to you know, work our lives to get into the positive if we start out from the negative. So the shadow side of a Pisces is, and this is so true, They can be the worst folks for self-pity. Wine, wine, wine. W-H-I-N-E. And you know my attitude on this show about wine 
The only whining we allow is Chardonnay. They frequently, when it's in the negative, have a feeling of being victimized in life. Poor me, poor me, poor me. Very passive, can be very elusive, not a lot of definitive, if you will. So the counterbalance of them across the road on the zodiac is Virgo that says snap out of it. Snap out of it. Let's get a little focus here, folks. And it tries to bring balance into the emotionalism, the mopey-dopey of Pisces. Let's get our act together. Sometimes Virgos get a little high-strung and they get very critical. They get, well, look, this is the way it should be. Why aren't you doing They will criticize, which will only damage pretty much everybody, but especially the gentle Pisces temperament. So it is important that there is a balance and this full moon now, tomorrow, that we are moving into is a full moon that is, first of all, all full moons say, let it go. Let it go. Let's cut any cords that are hanging on from this and that and the other thing. Anything that comes up, look at it, address it. Is the shoe still fitting your foot? If it is, all right, maybe you need a little bit more work on it. If not, say out loud, I let it go. Full moons are about endings. It's as though God's closing doors, opening windows. So whatever is pushing you, running uh, interference in your face, something that's causing resistance, that's what you look at. And ask yourself, what's it all about, Alfie? Is this still important to me? Is this something that is still worth my spending my few waking moments that I have connected to it? Yes or no? That's the beauty of having a free will. So astrologically, we are in full moon tomorrow, and it, uh, it's going to be a counter. Some of us will feel really assertive. Let's get our act together. That's that Virgo axis. And then Pisces, some Pisces will just be so mopey-dopey, you just want to slap them. Just want to slap them. No, I don't recommend slapping them, but you know what I mean. So let's talk about the number three. I hope you have pencil and paper. I want, first of all, there's going to be a lot that I want to share with you about this because number three, I told you it's my favorite number, but it has a lot of layers to it. And I'm going to touch on a couple. And the theme for tonight is asking you the question Are you a medium? And I'm going to give you some checklists to talk about that as we progress through expanding upon the number three. I want you to print your birth certificate name, not your married name, not your nickname. I want you to print your birth certificate name because your birth certificate name is your toolbox, is your suitcase of past life memories that you're coming in here. And I want you to print, no cursive, print your birth certificate name. And I want you to look for the following letters. And we're going to label them because these letters of the alphabet are all connected to the wonderful number three. The letter C is in calliope. The L as in laughter. 
And the U, as in Uptown, C-L-U, all have the letters, have the numeral. No. What you're going to put on top of them is the numeral. That numeral gets interpreted as a number. Remember, numerals are, quali- are quantities. Numbers are qualities that I interpret. And as an esoteric numerologer, I go deeper into the meaning from the spiritual and soul's perspective of each of the numbers that I'm interpreting. And so I talked to you a little bit about astrology. And now we're going to chat a little bit about tarot connected to the number three, which in tarot cards is the empress card. Mothering, abundance, nature. I mean, and as I always say, the girl likes to shop. It is an energy of expansion. The number three, and when a soul, anybody, as a moving vibration through their life, maybe it's a month energy that I tell them that they're under, or a year energy that they're under. I say to them, watch your waistline, because it's about expansion. This vibration is about expansion. And you might find yourself really enjoying the good life, and there goes that waistline And we're all ordering thanks on the Internet. The Empress is the mother. The Empress is about nurturing and caring for other people. The number three Empress card is about enjoying extravagance. A lot of spending can go on under a three vibration whether it's your birthday number, your personal year number, your monthly number that I point out in the readings that I do, we got to look out for these things. Because the number three enjoys extravagance, a luscious, lavish lifestyle. Lots of plenty, lots of shopping, lots of hoarding in some instances for some folks. And there's kind of a feeling of feeling rich, Feeling rich. This is not a poverty vibration. The number three. The number three appreciates beauty. It's very aesthetic. It's, it appreciates beauty. It loves flowers. It likes being earthy. Earthy. It's not a floater. It's an earthiness that loves Language that's earthy, sensuality that's earthy, textures that are earthy, that have a texture to them. But when Mother Earth, when the Empress responds to nature, it likes plants and it likes animals. It's very nature-oriented. It likes things that are natural, going outdoors, listening to the wind, harmonizing with all of that. The Empress card is joyful. And when the Empress card shows up in a reading, I always get as excited as my clients when I start talking to them about it because it is good. It is, it is about self-expression and creativity. 
So the number three is a happy vibration. Pharrell Williams' song about happiness, which I would play for you, but there is a licensing that does come in there, is perfect for the number three. And when you listen to that song by Pharrell, you get happy. You feel it. There's a joyfulness. And so C, L, and U are the number three. Now, there is a standard that comes in here, a norm, if you will, that has to do with how many number threes do you have in a birth name in your toolbox coming in here. Your birth name represents your past lives, experiences as a human being, and those memories are stuck in your subconscious and they're coming in. This is how I do this, how I do whatever. In a balanced, just the right amount of number threes, there should be only one letter C, L, or U in a birth name. That is perfect. But the way we Americans spell our names, we Americans have a bunch more tools connected to the number three coming in here. So I don't get too excited in a reading when I see one number three or maybe two. But then when we start to get to three, four, five, six, whatever, number threes coming in here in a birth name, then we've got to talk. Because this person is coming into this lifetime a little scattered, a jitterbug, like a hummingbird, a vibration. Now remember, I told you every number has layers, like a wedding cake, of interpretations. We're not going to go through all the layers tonight. But anyone who has too many threes, three, four, five, has a really strong self-interest. Hello, don't you know who I am? They can even be selfish. Their energies are really scattered. I call this the hummingbird syndrome. I'm into this, I'm into that, I'm into something else. Splitting around like a hummingbird mentally, mentally normally. It's a mental, I'm into this, I'm into that, I got this idea for that. And I think I'm going to go travel here and blah, 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 blah. There is no direction, no groundedness when there's too many threes. Definitely too many three people have a tendency to talk too much. Because there's so much emotion that they're trying to spit out and it becomes one big wasted endeavor. So they really need admiration and romance and popularity is very important for their happiness and for their continued success. All those threes that are in your birth name that are too much tells me that in past lifetimes, you were a people pleaser. You needed other people, the applause of the audience. You needed other people to validate you. And a lot of times when I see that, the number eight is not found at all in the birth name, which has to do with power, emotional empowerment. 
And that person has to learn to take their power back from the audience, to believe in themselves, to know that they are divine and they're somebody and they don't give a hoot and a holler whether they get the applause or not. They have value. All those number threes do not like to be criticized. It's too painful for them. And the fear of criticism holds them back from production in this lifetime. The number threes do not like hard work. You give them a shovel and a stick and whatever, and they're not going to be the ones that dig the ditches or mow the lawns. They'll talk about it. They'll think about it. But they won't get it done. They don't like hard work. They don't like physical work. But if they latch on to something that they like to do, they will work very long hours. They will work very patiently to get the job done. Now, all those threes, depending upon other codes that I see in the birth name and and some of my formulas, also indicate an ability to be a medium, to be extremely creative, to be very connected to the spirit world, which I'll talk about shortly. So it has its pros and its cons. One, it gives its value away for the applause of the audience, the people pleasers. But also, they have the sensitivity and experience and skill to be a gifted medium. This, number three, is that of the artist, the writer, the teacher, the singer, the actor on stage. Very creative. Now, what if there's no threes in your birth name? Well, no, this kind of says we've got to work on this. The creative imagination really doesn't belong to the number three alone. People who have a lot of ones in their birth name are good talkers, and they have a degree of imagination. If there's a lot of fives, they can be a good salesperson, and if they're sevens, they'll also talk. And they'll be acquainted with certain, they're like specialists. They're, they're specialists in what they talk about. So all the numbers, have, those numbers, especially one, fives, and sevens, have a degree of creativity too. But the number three sure has that gift of gab. And it really thinks it's a hot shot when it comes to its natural talents and can be really use its natural talents, especially in sales, interestingly enough. If you or your children have a birthday number of a three, they will have excellent ability to talk that person into buying something. All those threes also say because of the intuitiveness, they can be extremely manipulative. So be careful about that. So when there's no threes in a name, not even in what are called the core numbers, when I add all the vowels together or all the consonants together or the life lesson together, and in all of those five core numbers, there's no number three, this is going to be an uphill battle. 
this is going to be an uphill battle for that person to develop ideas, uh, sentimental speech, uh, be romantic, use their imagination. It's going to have to be worked on because it's not their natural gift, their natural tendency to come in here. So when there's no threes in a birth name, this becomes what is called a challenge. There are nine challenges. There's a special formula that pops out that I do. And the major problem encountered by anyone who doesn't have any threes is that they scatter their energy in so many directions. They vacillate back and forth, back and forth. They're not focused. They participate in idle gossip. And they have to learn to focus and develop their creativity. A lot of time, they can be very defensive. So the beautiful thing that I like about the number three, first of all, it's my soul number, which I'm very blessed that it is. It's, it's, a soul number is the core of who a person is. I always look at the vowels when I do a chart right away. Because the vows of your name are the God force. And the vows tell me to tell you who you are emotionally as soul coming in here. A lot of times what occupations you participated in in previous incarnations, which is helpful to know sometimes. But it tells me who you are. What do you need emotionally? It is your soul vibe. And those that are working on the number three can be very shy. They can have a negative about themselves. They really need to strive to develop themselves socially and in a creative sense. Chill out, relax, and have a good time and find your voice. And You find your voice to say and speak your truth of who you are by learning to have an attitude adjustment about your worth, your value, which is the number three. Find your value. You are divine. Listen and know that what you have to say, do, and think needs to have value to you and you do not give your power away and live your life according to other people's value systems. We choose our parents from soul before we're incarnated. We choose them from our karmic group. And they imprint upon us a previous life value system that we had in addition to their current as human beings value systems that they're bringing in here. And as we grow big in life, when we mature and come out of our baby shoes into our sneakers and into our stilettos, and then girls, you know, we go back into our flats, we find our own value. But they were our springboard. And so 
Let's take a real quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about the esoteric, the spiritual qualities connected to the number three. I'll try to take a couple real quick readings, but there's so much I want to tell you about answering the question, are you a medium? Back in a minute, two minutes. Well, for some reason, my intermission music isn't playing. Watch, it'll come on right in the middle of something great and wonderful that I'm saying. Well, folks, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty here, so I hope... You can still hear me. I'm going to open up the phone line to my friend who comes in every time, and I'm going to ask her if she can hear, if the audience can hear me still talking. Marcia. Well, I tell you folks, I hope you can hear me because the screens, the technical screens that I'm looking at are really squirrely. They're not working right. I have no idea if you can hear me. I hope you can. I'm just going to keep on going here because the computer is misbehaving and I'm hoping that you can still hear me because I have a lot to share with you. I won't be able to do readings because those those um, uh, departments, for want of a better word, on the screen that is I'm looking at is not working. So I can't open up your mic. I hope that you can hear me, and after that pause that refreshed, I'm just going to talk to you about being a medium. I'm a medium. I'm very blessed. I love the work that I'm doing. The word medium means just that. Think of the letter M. Middle. A medium is a middle person between the spirit world and the human world, a middle person. Now, all of us have intuition, every single one of us. And how do I know that? Because intuition is intuit in, in. To it means to know. In is in. You know inside yourself, which is your soul, the wisdom and guidance of your higher self and your divine wisdom. So if you feel stuck sometimes or tired or confused 
you're out of alignment with your higher self and you sit yourself down and you have some quiet time and you allow your mind to drift and breathe in and when I get a little cattywampus, I stop what I'm doing in silence and I just breathe in and I say, I breathe in Mother, Father, God's energy And I blow out, and like the wind, I hear the wind, I blow out fear. Because out of balance is always caused by some sort of fear issue. Doubt, hopelessness, it's all fear. I breathe in, God, I breathe out fear. And deep breaths, and recenter yourself. So there is a term out there called psychic and psyche. Psyche P-S-Y-C-H-E is your mind, the center of your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. Psychic is a perception. It's a, it's a phenomena such as extrasensory perception or mental telepathy that are not explained by the natural laws, that they're just not, no rhyme or reason, reason. it's just a knowingness. So there are various ways that as a soul, one can be a medium. One is called clairsentience. And this is about feeling. These are all connected to your chakras, from your crown chakra clear down to your uh, chakra at the base of your spine. We're not going to talk about chakras, but the chakras that are involved in mediumship are the second, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. From the bottom up to the top, ground chakra. So clairsentience is about feeling. It's kind of a sensual thing. It's kind of a perception thing. And it means clear feeling. Sometimes people who are clairsentient have what's called prophetic clear sentience. And I talked about this a bit last week when I was uh, on uh, on our show last week. And people who have the skill or the gift developed, developed, know things. They don't understand always how they know that they know, but they know that they know. And this person can have what's called precognition where they get hunches or dreams, or knowing that revolves around the past, the present, even the future, and how it's going to affect other people. We talked about that last week. And that can be scary for some people. They wake up and they vision plane crashes and they turn on the television and there it was. Then there's a feeler, clairsentient. And this person picks up thoughts and feelings and experiences that manifest as feelings because they're feeling the energy that's sent out by another person's energy fields. You know, we're all just walking, talking little satellite dishes. We're all bundles of energy. And sometimes we get up close to some people and their energy is either very dark and if you move away from them, you feel drained wiped out, got to go take a nap. That is what I call a person who is a moth. And they attach to people who are of the light, of a higher vibration. 
and they suck the energy out of the auric fields, the ethers that are around us, because they can't do it themselves. And that's why the white light person is just drained. Not good. People who are feeler clear sentience, they have really touch, like psychometry. They'll pick up a watch and immediately they get a vision, they get a feeling of who this belongs to, what it's about, whatever. That's what psychometry is. And and they are feeler clear sentience. Not everybody, not every medium has the same gift. Some are this, some are that, some have a combination of some of the things. I have a combination. But I'm not sure I could pick up somebody's watch or a wedding ring or what have you and tell them who it belongs to. I haven't really worked on that skill, that development. That might be there. I might have. I just haven't practiced it. People who are feeler clear sentience, they feel how other people feel, and not just on an emotional level. They're going to they're, they're be able not only to empathize the other person's feelings, but feel their pain and their bruises and their losses and their griefs. And this person's called an empath, and I have a friend who's a marvelous empath. She's gifted. But it's not always a great thing because her daughter lives in California and she's here in Colorado and unbeknownst to her, her daughter might be going through some stuff, difficult stuff and all of a sudden, my friend is a mess. She is being empathetic soul to soul with that daughter, feeling what that daughter is going through and it creates her problems. And she has to set boundaries and do certain things to... Like, it's not my issue. Signs to look for to develop the gift of clear sentience is that when spirits are around you, you'll usually feel them. Maybe you'll feel them touch you on the shoulder, your hand, your neck, your foot. Oh, my gosh, what was that? Don't be afraid of that. You're feeling their energy. Everything is energy. And you're clairsentient. And allow yourself to feel energy of everything. People, animals, plants, objects, spirits. I walk through my house. I have a lot of plants. And all of a sudden, I can feel the energy of that plant over there that it needs water. And I go over there and sure enough, needs water. I'll go on another day past another part of the house and those plants just pull me right in. I need water. It took me a while to recognize that I could do that, but it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Now, this I do have the gift of. That is how I started many years ago when my gift of mediumship was being developed. And that's being clairaudient. Audio, hearing, hearing, clairaudient. And you kind of hear things uh, beyond the normal range of hearing. It's not really the most accurate word to use because you're not hearing with your ears. You're hearing telepathically. And the sound gets picked up through the projection in your mind. Now, it's like a heavy thought. But there are times when I will actually hear now 
a voice come in like a really heavy thought. That's why I'm living in Colorado. One January, I'm in California, and I heard a voice when I walked into my kitchen. Of course, this is where I all hear my voices. You know, sometimes I hesitate to tell people I hear voices because you know what I'm talking about. (gasps) But I as clear as a bell, as clear as you're hearing my voice now, a voice said to me, you are moving to Colorado. What? And it repeated itself. You are moving to Colorado. And as life evolved, sure enough, within four months, I was living in Colorado. A zig and a zag. It's a projection in your mind. And the best way I can tell you, it's a heavy thought that comes in. When you are in neutral, driving down the road, kind of go into a neutral zone on a long drive, That is a very good time to talk to your soul, talk to your higher self. Ask them to give you guidance, to give you thoughts, to give you information because you're in neutral and you're listening. You're not thinking about buying groceries. So you hear it internally, subjectively in your mind. And this is how it can start, that this heavy thought comes in we call it an idea or a uh, aha moment or a hunch, a mental hunch. That is clairaudience. Just then ask for clarity. The voice, the tone of voice will help you to guide if it's real words or if it's if it is a higher vibration communicating, do not be concerned. comes in and you get scared. If it doesn't feel right, you stop it right there. You tell it to go back. You tell it to go back wherever it came from. Nip it in the bud. Now, that rarely will happen. But sometimes when people are afraid, they will open up and bring in fearful situations. No, 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 no. And so you will actually hear your thoughts when you are communicating. Telepathy is psychic mental ability to send energy. This is what we did when we opened the show here. I did. I sent energy telepathically. I did it verbally, but I had to think it first. Telepathically to our dear friends in the South and on the East Coast, that are experiencing all that bad weather, that they're safe, that they're comfortable, and they're okay. You have to believe that you have the ability to do this. You have to not be afraid. The number three is connected to clairvoyance. Clairvoyance. And I'm very blessed to be a clairvoyant, to be a medium, love the work. But that also is helped because I have a three soul. You don't have to have a three soul number of being a medium, of a naturally gifted medium, to be any of these skills 
that I'm talking to you about. It's important that you recognize it, like playing the piano. The more you play the piano, the better you get. And you start out on pre-primer, and the next thing you know, the more you practice, you're on stage in Carnegie Hall. And so claim your power. Clairvoyance means clear seeing. Almost everyone knows what clairvoyance is. It's the ability to see spirit where through your third eye, up in the middle or between your eyebrows, in the middle of your forehead. And clairvoyants can see energy fields. They can see spirits. They can see symbols. They can see visually. Developing clairvoyance is not difficult. It's just practice. And someone who has all those threes in their name uh, that I talked about before has this gift because they're artists, they're creative people, but maybe in previous lifetimes because of culture and family and, and heritage and who knows what, who knows what and who cares. It was denied to them to practice it and a great deal of fear was built around their gift. Being burned at the stake will do it. And now we're in the Aquarian age where this is becoming, yeah, this is what we're here to do. Let's communicate this way. And they're so afraid. Oh, no, 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 no. And they continue to suppress it. And I'm saying, don't do that. Don't do that. You are a soul. This is how souls work. We work at a spiritual level. So clairvoyance, mediums, clairvoyant is a medium. They receive images of one thing. But not all clairvoyants are gifted, hello, in interpreting. It's in the interpretation. So it's very helpful, and I'm very blessed, humbly very blessed and grateful, that in order to interpret, it is best to put together clairvoyance with clairaudience. So how do you develop your ability as a medium? Well, as I told you, mine started clairaudience, listening. Okay, listening. And then, many years ago, I was doing a numerology reading, and I began to see in my third eye, not out in front of me like in Ghost Whisper, because I cut a deal after this with Spirit about this whole thing, but I kind of began to have like, it's like a daydream. It's like a daydream. Up, and I began to pick up this man in the room that was saying the words to me, Father, Father, I'm her father. See where the clear audience, the hearing was so helpful? And then I went to the next stage of being able to see like a daydream in my third eye this image that I clearly was able to see was a man, and then I heard him say, Father, I'm her father. Whoa, this was a big step for me. I thought, what? So I took a shot. I mean, the ego can enter in here and say, boy, she's going to think I'm pretty stupid if I say this to her. But for some reason, I just took a deep breath, and I said, is your father in the spirit world? She said, yes. 
And then I began to describe him from what I was seeing, this vision. And she said, yes. And the more yeses that I got, the more courage I got, the more I went on, went on. And then I took another shot with another client and another and another and another. And that helped me, one, to practice, but number two, to believe that I have this gift. And I love it. So when I now, (laughs) when I'm doing a numerology reading, they still don't stop. I'm getting ready to do a numerology reading for my clients and whoosh, in my office comes mother, father, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, who knows? They just whoosh, come in here. Disrupt me. And they come in because they know I'll pay attention to them. Where they have been trying to communicate to the client that I'm doing the numerology reading for and the client's not getting it. I mean, just not getting it. And they know I'll pay attention to them. So I give them a little bit of time. I talk to them. I tell them, my clients, what they're saying back and forth, back and forth. And then I have to remind them that this is not a medium reading. And I make them go sit down on a visionary bench that I have in my office. And some do go and sit down and stay for the whole time. It's the coolest thing. And others say, forget it. I'm out of here. And they fade right away. Okay, this is fine. Any activity which uses visual imagination, is really good for strengthening clairvoyant abilities, okay? So if you see, uh, 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 if you imagine something, stay with it. This is why all designers, writers, artists are naturally gifted mediums. I can walk into a house which I did for 25, 26 years way back in the day, and to do a design job, and I was able to see the whole room finished, and I just presented to the client what I saw in my third eye, in my imagination for that room. And so practice seeing, practice seeing. Say that, that you are, this is what I'm seeing. Don't be afraid. When you receive an image from spirit, you're not in control. You are not creating the image. It just appears in your third eye without any active participation from you. Swish. I saw my mother who's in spirit. I saw my father. I saw this. I saw that. I saw something else. It's okay. And the more that you work with it, the more confident you'll become. And as long as it's intended to be from the light, let it go. Let it go. Third eye in the middle of your forehead, between your eyebrows, that's your third eye. And you set the intention. This is my intention to connect to spirit. You put your energy behind your intention, behind your third eye, and that third eye is the center of your medium abilities, your clairvoyant abilities. And the coolest thing is, and I tell you 100%, this is so true, your forehead will begin to itch. Scratchy, scratchy, itchy, itchy. And you think, oh, dry skin. No, your third eye will itch. 
It is being activated. It's an energy. Now, no surgeon is going to find the third eye on an operating table. It is an energy. So if you have an itchy forehead, you know your third eye is activated. It's pumping gas and letting you know that it is really activating your energy big time. Wear amethyst, stone amethyst, or a clear crystal. Go into a crystal shop and say, I am finding the perfect stone crystal that works with my energy field. And just walk around. Walk around. And see what you feel drawn to. Don't get hung up that this is for this and that's for that and this is something else. Which they all have their qualities. Hold it in your hand. If it feels happy in your hand, that's your stone. It's okay. But amethyst and clear quartz crystals over your third eye. Close your eyes. Breathe in the energy and tell your higher self it's okay. It's okay to be open, to know, to see, to release all fears, to release any kind of traumas, to let go and allow your soul to feel. I love being a medium. It's not scary at all. I just cut a deal with spirit, though, that says, I will be happy to do this work as long as I see them in my third eye and in my uh, and I hear them. I do not want them appearing in the third dimension in my office. No way, Jose. And spirits kept that promise, kept that deal going. And it's wonderful. And so if you would ever want to have a visit with me, and your loved ones, with me as your medium, give me a call. Go to my website, The Magical World of Numbers, or ElizabethSummers.com, two websites. Look under Medium Services. Very good testimonials there. I record everything because the information just flows. And all the work is basically done on the phone because it goes all over the United States. While you're on those websites, I'd love for you to sign up for my newsletter. It's free. It's right there on the home page. Sign up. Wait for Constant Contact to send you a confirmation email back. Usually winds up in people's spam, people's trash containers. Very humiliating that my stuff wound up in spam, but go there. Click on the link and you are in and will start receiving all types of information, spiritual information, books to read, websites to visit. If you're listening on iTunes, first of all, thank you very much. If you're listening on iTunes, I would be so grateful if you would write a review of my show. Good, bad, or indifferent. Give it a rating because that helps bump me up higher, 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 that I can help more and more people. On Facebook, Summer's Numerology. Hop on there. 
I write on there. My information goes on there. And while you're there, thumbs up. Like Summer's Numerology. I would like you if you did that. Can you tell that I love talking with you? I love visiting with you every Wednesday night. You can listen to my show 24-7. It's always in archives. It's always found on my website. It is always being updated. On my website for March, I have an article that is published in many magazines now and on the Internet and in print. Read it. It's about March, the energy of the number three and the number and the energy that covers all of us in the month of March. The number three is happy. It's a smiley face. It is joyful. It is the soul connecting to the human. It is saying to you, know that you are divine. Know that as an artist, all artists are nearest to God. And in their souls, God breathes his life. And from their hands, it comes in fair, articulate forms. Why? To bless the world. Be an artist in your own way. And so until next week, know that I send you God's white light and his peace and his harmony. And know that I wish you all good things. And thank you so much for visiting with me one more time in the magical world of numbers. Mm-hmm.